Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam Shop, and today with me, all the way from where United Kingdom, is Mr. Ian with Results Fast. Ian, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Thank you very much, Adam. Cheers. All right. Likewise, appreciate it. Um, well, hey, thanks for taking the time. I know there's a little bit of a time difference for us. So, you know, you're kind of towards the tail in your day. I'm just getting going. But uh, nonetheless, <laughs> I appreciate your time today and uh, looking forward to a great conversation. So. Yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and open up to you uh, for all of our listeners out there. Just kind of and just give us a quick background on who you are, what you've done and how you got into this industry with Results Fast. Well. I mean, I've been in the industry now for about two decades. So I initially started off in uh, working in London after I got initial qualifications, um, got a degree, fitness instructor qualification, PT qualification, and then worked for chain gyms in London for a couple of years, just moving through the ranks. Um, didn't even really enjoy getting into sort of like management positions um, and tended for uh, coaching. Um, about 2003, I moved to what was probably one of London's um, earliest personal training centres. Um, it was high in clientele in the West End of London. Um, so we were training there probably about 30 to 35 clients a week on average. Um, really small tr- uh, team um, of six of us in a studio near Piccadilly. Um, that company grew. Um I think when I left, we had about 60 coaches working with us in four locations. Um, so it was a really, really good uh, way of building, I suppose, my experience, uh, one-on-one training. But I'd always wanted to get out and do my own thing. And around 2010, we launched uh, Results Fast. Um, I also wanted to do my own thing, which is just around the corner from where I lived as well, to make uh, commute times uh, a little bit shorter as well. So I was doing about an hour, hour and a half commutes into London. Uh, and uh, a few times is good. Yeah. So um, we launched in 2010. And uh, yeah, that's where we are today. We run a small group training model with one-on-one training as well. Um, it's a mix of um, everyday people who train with us. Um, we have a small number of uh, developing athletes who work with us as well. Um the, the idea really is to, you know, basically just train everyone where they are at this moment in time, meet them where they are. So I would sort of say it's a more functional training approach. But I think the good thing about being a personal trainer who's not tied to a certain brand is you can steal the best bits from everyone, whether it's Pilates, yoga, uh, functional training, bodybuilding, CrossFit, whatever. Um, you know, if it works for the person, then, you know, you just have to apply it as a coach. So, yeah, that's um, that's where we are now. So, yeah. Awesome. I mean, appreciate that. Yeah. It's, uh, I like how you said that, you know, you, you, you meet them where they are and then kind of go from there. That's kind of nice because, you know, sometimes trainers, owners, managers, whoever, they'll assess you and put, put somebody where they think they need to be, which, you know, nothing wrong with that, but it's like, if somebody's at this point, okay, let's just meet you there and let's start there. And then, you know, maybe we do a couple, you know, curly cues and we go up and down a little bit and, um, you know, and you know get them the best result that way so yeah i think i mean there's a lot of square pegs in round holes in the fitness industry trying to 
um, you know, make someone say Olympic lift if they're just, you know, really not, you know, you know, not going to get a training effect off it or something like that, you know, yeah. not to bash Olympic lifting. But I think it's just about helping people and just basically taking them on that journey, um, getting them stronger, getting them fitter, whichever process you need to work through. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, you know, you said somebody might not even know how to lift a bar the right way and they could injure themselves versus like, okay, let's start from where you are and what you know, and we'll expand. So mm. love to hear that. Um, well, cool. Ian, appreciate that. Love all that. And then um, I know I always, I always love saying this, but you know, that, that results fast, obviously we spoke a little bit before. So that stands for fitness and sports training, correct? Yeah. 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 So fast course sounds much better, but yeah. <laughs> well, I, th I think what, what initially came out of it is that, you know, you start a business and sometimes you, you're interested in that athletic population niche as well. But in the UK, how can I put it? You have to really niche down for that type of stuff. The large majority of our clients um, are, you know, people looking for guided exercise, looking for a bit of help. Um, we're more cost effective than, uh, you know, primarily one on one personal training with our group model. And we sort of endeavor to pass a lot of our clients into that um so yeah so the the fitness and sports training you know just then ended up being shortened down to fast and we just use the fast now because otherwise i've got to explain the the uh the fitness and sports training side of things so yeah yeah love it mm. um well cool well let's dive in a little bit here to uh results fast kind of walk me through you know uh you mentioned you're you know moving into a new space so kind of walk me through how big is that new space so the new space is probably about 1600 square foot of gym space um yeah we're, we're going to be based um next to a local athletics track um which is a bit of a, a novelty for i think gyms in the uk to have you know such strong facilities around them um yeah so we're, we're just doing the fit out now we're looking to uh, open at the start of april ish um when we get all the work done um so yeah which you know we're, we're on track put it that way we're on track so yeah Awesome. Um, yeah, I always love, you know, being able to get into a, a small, or excuse me, a new place. Um, now, with your current facility and this one, what you know, is, is it an expansion? Is it a much bigger space? Or is it kind of, you know, walk me through, you know, um, where you are currently in your space? And then what's going to be the, the biggest additions for this new space? Obviously, the track and whatnot, but. Yeah, I think, um, so we took a decision on sort of, there's there's two sort of like so I suppose two parts financial um because um in the area that we rent um it's quite expensive um the value of the building and also sort of the usage of the building was coming to the point we were at capacity on some of our busier sessions so we needed a bit more space um secondly the opportunity presented itself just for a better space so whilst sort of, you know, looking to improve what our offering is, um, it means we can upgrade some of our kit, slightly tweak some of our training model a little bit, but it thinks we can add a, you know, a bigger astroturfed area inside the gym for conditioning and um, mobility warm-ups. Um, you know, we've got basically, you know, at the moment we take care of all of our like utilities, that's going to be taken care of when we move. So really we can just get back to the business of coaching and we've got some like local community partnerships there, which are sort of been, you know, looking like they're quite promising to be going forward. So it's a good move um, on a number of different levels. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like, it. especially, you know, like you said, it's 
um, better utilization of the space and, you know, feel like you have a little more room for opportunities and growth inside the gym. So mm, totally. Um, yep. Excellent. So let's talk about how many members do you currently serve? Um, we've got about 150 people training with us at the moment. So, um, on a mix of, you know, small group training and a handful of one-to-one. So, yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, now with that new space, you know, 150 members, about 1600 square feet, you know, where, you know, obviously with the space, where do you feel are going to be the best areas of opportunity for growth with your current model? Um, with uh, basically it, we, the, the setup of the current facility is across two rooms, which sort of almost like limits the, I suppose, uh, the coaching experience. So it does keep um, me and the guy sharp um, because you're always having to be moving between two areas. The good thing about where we're going is we're putting in things like um, a four, you know, four bay racks, and we're going to use a traffic light system of coaching where we can give more advanced work to certain people. Um, but at times we can, you know, still get a training effect by utilizing, you know, maybe simpler exercises. So I think the, the, the good thing is we can maintain the uh, personalizations of what we do at the moment, but with the ability to, you know, scale difficulty a little bit more. Um, we've always focused on growing steadily and slowly as a business. Um, so we don't flood ourselves with new members all the time. We limit the number of new starters. And it's important, because, you know, to, you know, do that almost like member by member, because then we can develop a personal relationship with each of the clients and we can just help them, how can we put it, you know, find, you know, get, get into the swing of things, uh, being given enough attention. Because I think when people start at the gym, that initial four to six week period of time is usually where you can have like the biggest um, effect if you're actually invested in what people want to get out of, you know, the, the service um, that you're offering. So the good thing about it is, you know, you know, even though, you know, we can put more kit in, even though we can lift the ceiling of the number of members that we can bring in, um, I don't think we want to lose the ethos of just because we've got more space. I think we've just got more room for activities, basically. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so with, you know, your, your member base, you know, obviously, you know, you mentioned, you know, obviously growing the clientele slowly, but surely, um, you know, what, what is kind of like a target goal that you would like to get to, you know, like me member wise, what, what, what would that number allow you to do? What kind of opportunities would that allow for the gym specifically um, as far as maybe growth, adding in new activities, maybe new equipment or things like that. What what would that number do for you? Yeah, I mean, realistically, um, you know, how can I put it? We're at a point where, you know, the, the business, you know, works at the level, um, you know, we're at at the moment. Um, moving to, say, somewhere between 160 and 200 members on our general offering is probably where we're looking to go. Um the goal at that point, though, is to maybe, uh, you know, double down on a few different niches. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at different things at the moment from uh, fitness based events, like things like High Rocks in the UK, where we've got some interest of people wanting to do uh, that type of event. 
um, probably what I would call more non-technical fitness competitions, plus with the links that we have with, uh, um, you know, developing athletes and um, a few sports teams in the local areas. So we probably look to double down in those areas, really. But I think the thing is the I always like to tinker with our service and our service model anywhere that we can find that can improve it. And I think a lot of the judgment of a gym is always based on what kit you have when really it's about the quality of the coaches that you've got and how you basically help bring those coaches on and, you know, develop your training model. So we'll probably be investing more in the staff that we got and just making sure, you know, that, you know, our team can push on, um, you know, continuing professional development is really, really important to me. And I try to emphasize that to the guys who uh, work with us to keep on developing, whether it's, you know, business wise or, you know, technical wise, um, it's always good to be invested, you know, in, in your career. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, with your current model, you know, how many um, staff members do you have um, aside from yourself? We've got um, three guys who work with us at the moment. Um, we've got a sports therapist as well who, uh, yeah, takes care of anyone if they're injured. So, yeah. All right. And then, you know, we said um, with one-on-one and, you know, group training, about how big are those those group classes? Are they, you know, small group? Is it like medium size? Um, kind of walk us through that. I, I, I always think it's an interesting one because of the industry definitions of what consists of a small group. Um you know, so we our, our maximum session size might be 16 people. But we might have, you know, we might have two coaches coaching in that session. Um, but I think what's really, really important is because we've taken a more personalized approach to people's fitness, that we double down on getting the things right that they're doing in the sessions. So again, it's not, how can I put it? I don't think a coach is better just because they're maybe coaching four people. I think if you've got good coaches who are really on it, you can train a multitude of people, you know, in a small group model with advanced exercise programming. It's just a bigger test of your coaching abilities, if that makes sense. So, All right. And then, yeah, no, obviously, you know, keeping the quality and everything like that. Um, what, you know, how many classes a day are offered, you know, throughout the day in addition to like that one-on-one? Oh, we've got... Uh over 45 sessions a week now so um yeah so anywhere between i think it's eight and ten sessions a day at the moment so yeah yeah and that's for group classes yeah 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 we've always i mean that was the that's our bread and butter basically um so yeah we have a booking system and membership is then reflective of how many people um sorry how many sessions people want to book for in um a week basically so yeah try and just keep our pricing really really simple and straightforward so yeah yeah absolutely and of those like you said roughly 150 members are those all eft like auto auto draft base yes. or okay. yeah yeah Excellent. yeah yeah we set everything up um on rolling contract um we have a gentleman's agreement with people the for the first uh three months that they sign up um but i explained to them that we won't enforce that if they want to go if they want to go um you know we're very very just very very clear we want people who want to be with us i don't want to hold people into year-long contracts who don't want to train with us so yeah you know it's um we hope that loyalty sort of like payback 
by us being sort of like very, very upfront with how we operate. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, back to kind of like the classes per day, you know, do you, are you running classes from morning to night? Is there like gaps throughout the day where, um, you know, there isn't classes or maybe like they're not the most popular times? Um, and actually, yeah. are you looking to add more classes throughout the week to your schedule? We, um, at the moment, um, yeah, we, you know, go from 6.30 in the morning. Um, uh, so we've got 6.30, 7.30. We have mid-mornings. Um, we have a few lunch times. Um, and we have the evening sessions. Um, we don't do every day on all of those. Um, you know, we may expand into some of those slots um, that are spare. But... You know, just to make the hour, should we say, worth the worth the staffing investment. I think it's always good if you've got like slots where you can maybe spend time with people individually, um, or you know, troubleshoot certain things with them, or you can get them to come on off peak hours. Then you're not, you know, basically booking yourself out for a solid hour because your time is already scheduled to be coaching. Um, but then there's like the peak slot, like post post work, six o'clock. You know, weekend mornings tend to be busy. Six thirty a.m. sessions tend to be busy as well. So, yeah, yeah, there's sort of like the prime slots. So, yeah, yeah, weekends are usually always busy in the fitness time, um, especially like I said that that early Saturday morning. Um, well, cool. Well, walk me through. You know, your your current like lead source. You know, like what are you doing right now that's setting you up to increase that member base? Um, and you know how many people let's say either if you track it weekly or bi-weekly or monthly how many new prospects are you seeing you know either on a weekly basis or monthly basis so it, it it's really i mean to be honest it's a little bit variable but the because of the the move coming up yeah. um you know so so my time has just been taken away you know from the marketing side of things to more sort of if you like operational stuff um Generally, we do a push for words of mouth referrals three or four times a year. Um, we might tighten that up with uh, trying to just basically, you know, squeeze a few, you know, squeeze a few more testimonials. Um, you know, mainly written at the moment. Um, we use that as part of our Facebook um, and Instagram advertising. Um, so. Um, that I mean, to be honest, with the referral stuff, sometimes that comes naturally because people want their friends and we want, you know, if people stay with us and we like them, we want their friends to join as well because they're likely to be very similar people. Yeah. Um, you know, but then beyond that, you know, we do some uh, Facebook and Instagram uh, marketing. Um, like anything, it tends to get more expensive over a period of time. We do a two-week free trial. Um, we've always done a two-week free trial as well. Um, and that's been really, really useful as a like no risk uh, try before you buy. Um, we explain all the benefits that open up post uh, joining up, um, you know, to the trial. But we've always just found that it's just a really good way, you know, of just getting to know people. And if they're going to, you know, if we're going to work for them, um, because we know, we know, you know, what we do works, you know, that's not being arrogant. You know, we know that you know, we can get people to where they perhaps want to be, but they've sort of got to believe it as well. Um, so in the first two weeks, it's a case of, you know, let, let people try the sessions, see where they're at, and then go from there. If they want to sign up after that, then brilliant. So, yeah. 
All right. Awesome. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, some Facebook and Instagram advertising. Um, is that, do you do a market, do you do, do you have a marketing company that does that? Or is that something that you just kind of boost ads and things like that? Or. Um, we've, we've used agencies before. Um, probably paying over the odds I feel for something that with a bit of time and effort most people could learn to do themselves um yeah I would say I wouldn't say like you know we've had our hands burnt because I've known what I've been getting into but when I expected there to be some sort of like secret there really wasn't any secrets it was just about testing and retesting and having a sensible enough budget to really back yourself and do what you needed to do. So I think at that point, it's good to look at other people who are doing these things really, really well. Um, and uh, should we say, uh, creatively burrow um, what's, you know, what seems to be, you know, going well for other people. But then you've got to put your own spin on these things as well. It's no good uh, just taking everyone, copying everyone else's marketing. It's got to be really relevant for you and the client base that you're looking to work with, I think. So it's changeable over time. All I do notice is that it does seem to be getting a little bit more expensive to advertise on social media, uh, you know, compared to, you know, you know, even going back two years ago, you know, you go back four or five years ago, it's a fraction of the cost of what's now. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and just, just so I can clarify, you know, you, you said that you've kind of been burned before on like some marketing agencies, things like that, you know, could you elaborate just a little bit more as far as like, were you just not getting like the leads that you wanted or the leads were bad or they weren't posting? If you could clear that, clarify that for me. Yeah. Yeah. We, we used a company to basically um, create leads and they said they would deliver a certain number of leads um, over the period of a month. And it was a fraction of the cost. Uh, sorry. Well, sorry. Um, the basically the amount of leads that we got were an absolute fraction of what was promised. Um, so, you know, when someone sort of saying to you, we can deliver, say 90 to hundred leads in this campaign over a period of time. And after six weeks, you're not even maybe 25% towards that total. Um, you've got a question why something isn't kicking into gear. So if you're working with another service provider, and the interesting thing about them is they were fitness industry niched. So, you know, they apparently knew the industry. Um, you know, the content that we provided was good content, but I think geographically you have to look at the location and limitations that you might have. And so, yeah, you know, whilst, you know, I, I, I do see it as a bit of a learning process. I think when you use other companies to help with these things, they might not really know your business as well as you do. So, yeah you know it's all an experience so yeah yeah no yeah so basically kind of what i'm gathering from that is that you know as a marketing agency they should be if if i was a marketing agency like me specifically like for an example if i was bringing on a client i'd want to do everything in my power to understand this this gym this clientele and what they want so that way we can target geographically population demographic yada 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 the way that is going to make you successful and you basically weren't getting that type of customization for your facility like that customer service does that kind of sound right yeah i mean it, i mean it was a copy and paste job i felt important points you know take um take your lead text from here take your headlines from here and then throw it into the mix 
but the thing is i think it's you know you know jig you know like if if you were doing social media advertising to say let's just say somewhere in london let's just say westminster or something like that because yeah. i suppose you know people would understand where that is you know your population size is going to be so much uh, different to say like a more rural area um so therefore budgets need to shift you know but you know accordingly also sort of i suppose you know clients buying power as well in those in that context um you know like the difference in certain areas you know it may be more one-on-one based services because they're more affluent um whereas i feel that our service works quite well where we are because i don't think our price is prohibitive to most people accessing it um so yeah yeah. absolutely um cool thank you for clarifying that i just wanted to kind of you know make sure that i was understanding that the, the the correct way um so you know i want to talk about like you specifically in your facility you know where are you at you know i use this word lightly like you know mentally with the facility like are you there 60 70 hours a week 50 hours a week like you know kind of walk me through like what what's where's your your time being spent the most um in the facility i mean to, to be honest i i you know i like to coach so you know the, my, my main job is to make my administerial managerial jobs more fluid and quicker mm. um uh, but i like to stay on the floor i think in businesses that i've worked before the ownership and management are so quick to get away from clients because there is something else more important to be doing but they're like the lifeblood of your business. So whilst I agree you can pay other people to coach, I think you have to understand where your clients are. And I, you know, I'd rather um, sub other areas of my, you know, business out as opposed to be off the floor. So I'll, I'll still coach twenty to thirty hours a week, um, you know, like no problems. I mean, I've been doing this for years. Do you know, you know, it's a bit like, um, I don't know, building endurance, isn't it? Do you know what I mean, or a running program. Yeah. It, I'd feel, you know, wrong without it. And I'm not ready to, you know, just move upstairs. So I'll, I'll try and find ways to operationally lighten the load. So a lot of the processes that we go through, I, I think are very, very sort of like efficient on the way that we run the business. I try and simplify a lot of what we do just so that it takes me less time. And that's just about being organized and on top of it, really. So, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's good to be able to like officially manage you know, every aspect or delegate certain aspects to, you know, like maybe your right-hand guy or girl or whoever. Um, so kind of, you know, walk me through like, you know, your, your staff and maybe like some like operational type things, you know, obviously you said you've been in the business for a while, you know, like, do you feel like every single part of your operation is like crisp and like 100% efficient or is there like, some areas of opportunity where like, oh, we could, you know, work on this a little bit or work on that a little bit, or, you know, maybe like from front to the back end. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, I think it's, you know, disingenuous to sort of say that, you know, like, you, you know, you, you work all the time. I think you have to keep on adapting and changing things as you move. Um, I think there's, you know, I, I like, um, like, I like my staff to challenge me. You know, it's about stepping outside the comfort zone, your comfort zone as well, when it comes to sort of, you know, the hires that you bring in because you don't want everyone to be exactly like you um at the same time as a company you want really really good consistent service which looks you know which you know well operationally feels consistent but to, you know customers maybe has a little bit more um, of an x factor so 
I think it's good to have coaches with uh, different personalities and slightly different uh, skill sets. Um, when it comes to like, I'm always looking to like tinker with our model just to improve it. Um, I think our clients appreciate that because it gives sometimes the feel of novelty or new. Um, when realistically you might be utilizing very, very similar exercises in your programming, but just changing your systems a little bit can, you know, really help with those things. I think, you know, from a point of view of um, what we, you know, what I would like to sort of improve on, I'm not a big one for organic social media. We don't do a lot of this, you know, primarily because um, maybe it's because I'm 42, <laughs> um, but I don't want to be walking around with a phone in my clients' faces all the time. I don't yeah. think that's always representative of good coaching. Um, so, you know, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to crack that one, to be honest, of sort of, you know, and in time, perhaps we bring someone else in to do that type of stuff. Um, we could probably, I could probably delegate it out to the coaches a bit more. But at the moment, it's not been like um, too high perceived need, you know, when we're getting, you know, getting back to business and, you know, doing that. Also, I think our membership sort of appreciate that as well. I think um, the last thing they want is like, you know, you know, seven or eight pictures of them sort of like going up from session to session. You know, not everyone is, you know, wanting to be the next influencer. So, yeah. yeah, Right. Yeah. More or less, if you could have, you know, uh, a system in place or an operation in place where it's like, not like this one person with their phone being the face of your, you know, company versus like now you have pictures or videos and, you know, things like that. So yeah, I totally get that. Um, I'll always, you know, I always like to say that even, even the, the biggest gyms are using organic social media and reels and posts and all the, all the fancy stuff. I call myself a dinosaur when it comes to social media too. Cause I just, I don't really do a whole lot of it. Like I have yeah. the accounts. I just don't necessarily do it all the time you know what i mean like i don't like my face in a phone for seven hours a day i think uh, it's also sort of like that question of if you are going to do it and then you know what you need to do to be really really successful on it um are you going to do it half heartedly and not do it really really well and if that's the case you're probably just wasting time or consuming that media so yeah. if your time is then best spent doing maybe more offline marketing or other things you feel more comfortable with you know, or even just going out and meeting people in the real world. Um, you know, they, those can be ways of, you know, generating leads um, that don't require that. It's just easy because everyone's phone is in their pocket and most people's heads are in their phones. Um, but I think it's sort of, you know, you have to work with the areas that you feel comfortable with, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. I appreciate all that, that insight there. And, you know, obviously, you know, different ways of, you know, improving or getting, getting, you know, um, more people in the door and things like that for the business. Um, so a couple last, last minute questions here as we get ready to wrap up. I always like to ask this, you know, what would, and obviously you've been in business for a while, but obviously every gym owner has, you know, goals or visions of, you know, what they ultimately want to do, whether it's for them, their staff, whatever, improving the gym, reinvesting, you know, what would it really look like? What would it do for you personally, you know, with the gym, with your staff, things like that, if you got to that 200 member mark, um, you know, things were moving and you got your facility set up the right way. What, what would it mean for you to be able to have that, that extra, whatever it might look like for, you know, the gym itself, yourself, the staff that you have, as far as maybe like, you know, professionally, like reinvesting in them, um, kind of walk me through, you know, what, what would that allow you to be able to do a little bit more of? Yeah. I think, 
sort of when you talk about it, you know, if it's a money goal, you know, sort of, I suppose money is a bit like oxygen. It allows you to breathe and have choices. Um, I've always said that I want the guys who work with us, whether they're full-time or part-time, that they are able to develop careers. Um, if you're in the fitness industry and you're driving and your payroll is basically how, how low can I pay my team? Um, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to get, you know, loyalty. I, I, I do, you know, I want to do the best for them. So I think that's really where I sort of see the growth. Um, you know, again, it's like, you know, it's pushing into sort of like, you know, more, should we say advanced areas and you really want to become the, you know, the top person in your area for maybe back pain or ACL injury rehab, um, athletic development, whatever it is, it doesn't all have to be just like fat loss or transformation pictures. Um, so I think, you know, it's also sort of like, you know, just, you know, teaching organized fitness sessions, which help normal people make more efficient use of their time because no one has enough time at the moment. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the currency. So if you can smooth, smooth these things for people. So I think, yeah, you know, maybe having, having more members, um, sort of means that you can actually sort of like, you know, pursue, you know, maybe sort of like more, more specific niches, um, whether that's with advertising, um, or, you know, looking inside the people that you've got working with you already. So, yeah. Cool. And then, um, two, two other quick things right here. Um, you know, like big, big, like end goal for, um, results fast. You know, if you were to step back, maybe snow globe effect and say the next three to five years, or even like five to 10 years, you know, where, where do you want to see your facility be at? Obviously, like I said, you've already been in the, the, the industry for a while now, but like, where do you want to see your facility go in that time frame? Yeah. For, for, for us, you know, I, I never set out to have multiple facilities and which is like rare because most people that's what they want to do they want to do this in scale it's not i just wanted to have one really really good one that was profitable and maintain that profitability um you know and we're moving in that direction that you know that's 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 the the most important thing but with the move that we've got coming up we put mm. ourselves into position with better you know more and you know there's not anything you know there's not anything that we really would need for the populations of a training so you know we're going to have a good location um you know at a good price so i think you know for us going forward it's really like you know how can i put it you know focusing on that growth but not losing sort of like our deals on on that way through so yeah it's it, it's actually something i've been trying to think about a lot with moving the gym recently about what what it, you know is there an end game and i'm not really sure because i think when you open like 13 years ago you're just like yeah you know basically you know, a thousand members, you know, 14 locations. It just depends where, where your head's at, really. Um, as I say, like, you know, I'd like to stay coaching. Um, you know, when I, I'm usually happiest when I'm doing that. But I have to also sort of say, if there's a steady flow of leads and no one's uh, leaving, then you're doing well as a business, aren't you? So, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then, you know, touching on that last factor, you know, um, how is your retention rate with, you know, your current members? Is it, is it low? Is it like 5%? Is it kind of ups and downs? Kind of walk me through that just real quickly. Yeah, we, you know, we retain between 97 and 99% of our members every month. 
So most people are in the mix, but obviously those numbers look good because we're a smaller, you know, training based club. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, our churn rate isn't particularly, you know, high in that sense. Um, we, you know, creating leads and putting campaigns together is the name of the game, game for us uh, to, you know, get sensible growth. At the moment, we're quite uh, stable. We want to stay quite stable as we move because geographically, even though we're only moving in, you know, a mile down the road, that will probably affect us. But in turn, it might also open up, you know, open us up to other people locally, you know, who maybe use the facility that we're moving to. So that's what's quite exciting about it. Um, but there's always going to be uncertainty, whether it's retention, whether it's lead generation, certain things stop working, you know, how can I put it? Certain things work really, really well once and then maybe not again. So I think it's just basically just trying to sort of like innovate and keep moving forward with a lot of these things. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Last two things. The first one, it's going to be for our listeners. Um, you know, you've been in business for a while. You've got a lot of experience under your belt and things like that. For somebody else that's looking to do the same, they're looking to start their own journey in the fitness industry, whether it's sports management, football, basketball, karate, whatever, you know, what kind of advice would you get them to get going to get started? Um, Start small and build from there. I think um, we went quite large early on in 2010, but I think, you know, if you're reading just fitness books or technical books, start reading like some business books, (laughs) Um, you know, because technically there's a book called the E-Myth actually that, you know, where if you're, you know, the technician starts the business, but they've got no idea actually how to operate the business. So I think if that's your, you know, if your goal is to, you know, open your own facility, um, my, you know, my biggest tip is don't sort of, you know, don't get too carried away and be that person, you know, who takes, you know, 2,000 square foot and then just puts one squat rack in there and expect everyone to turn up. Um, you know, yeah, do the work, do the work, but start small and build from there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Just take it one by one, put one foot in front of the other and just keep moving. Yeah. Just keep moving forward. I think that's the thing, you know, keep moving forward all the time. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cool. Last piece here as we wrap up, go ahead and give our listeners a shout out of how can they reach you? Instagram, Facebook, website, go ahead and give a shout out to, you know, all the ways that they can find your facility. Uh, So yeah. uh, Results Fast website, www.resultsfast.co.uk at Results Fast on Instagram. uh, Same on Facebook. Um, yeah, I'm not on TikTok yet. You know, I don't do dancing. So, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> maybe one day, right? No. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, hey, everyone, that's Ian's story. That's his place. If you're in, you know, or a roundabout area of the where in the United Kingdom, um, United Kingdom, excuse me, um, go check out his facility. You know, he's uh, got a lot of good things going on there. Um, and then if this story inspired you in any way where you want to share your perspective on the industry, you know, your, your journey along the way and what you've done, feel free to click on the link below, type in your info. We'll be in touch. But until then, everybody, that's another episode of the Gym Lords podcast and Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money. Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. 
You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on the show is Isabel from Fit Together out of Nebraska. What's going on, Isabel? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you for asking. So before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on at Fit Together, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. All right. So um, we'll start with my first, our full name is um, Fitness Instructional Training Together, and that is where Fit Together comes from. Um, And what we are is we're an all-women's gym. Um, We are, we we offer small group training and more of a, in a personal trainer's mindset. And um, we started back in 2020. So we're a couple years in already, Mm -hmm. but still, still feel like it was just yesterday when we got started (laughs) sometimes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you guys started in 2020 like I think did you say right before the pandemic hit it was right when the pandemic hit um (laughs) (laughs) um pandemic hit and I um I was currently working for another gym and when the pandemic hit I wanted to reach out to my clients that were attending um my group fitness classes to try to keep them active during that time and um so I started offering free zoom classes to to clients and from there it kind of quickly spread some of my clients started asking if their relatives from different states can also zoom in and so by the time I knew it within just like a couple weeks I went from four clients to 11 clients and that's how one of my friends was like hey you should really just keep doing what you're doing it's um it's great and we're all enjoying it so from there I was like okay Let's go for it then. Yeah. So prior to COVID, were you already working in the fitness industry? Yeah. So I was working at a gym. I was um, I was still fairly new as a instructor. I was mostly just a member there, um, and I was I was actually new to the whole fitness journey itself. I was never an athlete in school. I never, um, I was definitely not the athletic one. You weren't going to toss me a ball. You weren't going to ask me to run. That was not me. Um, but in, I was all of a sudden diagnosed with fibromyalgia and it was, I had lost complete, um, feelings throughout my whole body and, um, my trying to rebuild all that strength and everything back. I had two little ones I couldn't even carry. And my doctor was like, Hey, you got to either you come to me, it's my job to give you medicine to help you with your pain, or you need to start taking control of your life and start eating and well and staying active. That right there was my, um, my flag to, you know, gotta go, gotta figure it out now. Cause if I'm, you know, my early twenties dealing with this, what am I going to be doing when I'm 60 then? So from there, I, um, a friend of mine was offered me to go work out with her. I hope she didn't call me the next day to remind me. I said I would, and she called me to remind me I was going to work out with her. And 
the day I walked in that door of that gym, I was, that was it. It was where I wanted to be. I wanted to work out. I loved it. That was a wrap, huh? Yeah. Yep. It okay. was. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that part about, uh, of your story with us. Um, so COVID started and then you started doing the online training with Zoom and your clientele yeah. started to build from there. Yes. Talk us a little bit more about how that led to you actually opening your own facility. So when all that happened, um, I said I was, I was, was still working out with them. Um, the gym still that I was working for still hadn't opened. Um, we didn't know when it was going to. So um, from there, I started bringing in, I started working outside of my garage. I, um, I decided I wanted to kind of make a little studio kind of like in my garage. I had my husband painting my walls and my garage floor to make it look like a studio. And um, then I would bring in just like one or two friends of mine to kind of come in and work out with me while we were Zooming. Um, still, for those that weren't comfortable to, you know, um, still join everyone. So we were kind of just working outside um, in the summer. And then from there, I got another gal messaged me and was like, hey, we own, um, she owns a winery here in our town. And she was like, you want to work outside, do outdoor workouts in our winery. And so I was like, okay, I take the signs when they're given to us. And that was a sign to keep going. So then um, I ended up just venturing off on my own with that. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to just start looking into what do I need to do? What do I need to do to register my business, stuff like that. And so we were outside for about six months, giving out free classes, just having fun with the ladies. Um, one thing I did notice was I was able to develop what our ladies wanted. And that's not what I could do really where I was at at the time. So I really wanted to offer workouts that the ladies needed. And so knowing the freedom I could have on my own, as opposed to working for someone is where I decided I needed to create a gym or some, you know, a, something for the ladies. Yeah. Not yet with the mindset of going into an actual gym or a building. Yeah. I saw that we're going to stay outside for a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and now here we are on a podcast talking about you. I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So my next question for you is, so did you have any experience with any other type of businesses prior to opening up your gym? No, none at all. Okay. I, um, just, you know, I used to work for schools um, prior, and then I was just a stay-at-home mom when I started working out. Yeah. So I always like to ask this question to fairly new business owners, because um, I feel like there are a lot of things that you have to, like, unlearn if that's either about yourself, a lot of times it's about like people and themselves, but like, is there anything that you had to unlearn about yourself or about business in order to continue to grow and be successful? Anything else I have to unlearn? Um, um, I'm not sure on that one. Let me think about that one for a second. Yeah. I think, well, one thing was, I think I had to learn the patience of it all is, um, you know, I, it's so different from trying, you know, we know what we want. We want to get there now. 
And for me, it was hard to, it was difficult to find, I wasn't getting there yet, but I had to remind myself to take the time to build it, let it take, let it build itself at its own pace. Keeping it consistent is where it's going to get us further. Can you hear me? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. I think it might have been me that time. Um, because it kicked me out of the whole thing. Hold on one sec. Okay. So the last thing that I heard you say, oh, patience is what you were talking about. Yeah. Grow learning to grow patience. Um but, um, I think that was definitely a learning curve. Sometimes we want things a little to happen a little faster than they do. Um, and I had to learn to stay patient and keep that consistency going so that way it can grow itself at the time and the pace that it needs to be grown. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about marketing and what you've been doing to get clients in the door. So is there something that's been working like very well for you guys when it comes to generating leads and turning them into to paying customers? Yeah, so for our marketing, one thing we do is the um we all we do post ads like on Facebook, we do um post ads like on Instagram, but I think for our marketing the biggest thing I have to say is word of mouth. Our ladies, our ladies really spread the word and they are a huge advocate for what we what we do um when these ladies come in whether they're a familiar face or not our clients really welcome those ladies and get them started and you know and i think that's really important because if it wasn't for our clients doing that and building that comfort um i think that would you know, I know and I've heard many stories where people come into gyms, they feel unwanted or they feel so uncomfortable, um, you know, then they step in and they will never go back. So the way these ladies are able to bring in these clients, these new clients, these new members, um, that's really what helps the majority of our marketing piece. Um, other than that, you know, I said we do pay for those, those um, ads that are out there, but from what I see, it's the word of mouth is what's working in our community. Um, we offer, you know, face, um, we do have a face group page that's private. And we have a lot of females in there that may never have stepped foot into our gym, but they stay connected into our group page because in our face group page, you it's a private page, they get to see the accomplishments that our clients are reaching. Um, we love giving incentives for every um, you know, 25 classes just to keep them motivated and going. And these ladies follow our group page where they can see other women um, explaining, you know, talking about their classes, talking about their workouts, talking about their goals. They're posting recipes in there. They're posting home uh, workouts that they're doing at home. 
they're still engaging with each other on that page. Um, they also offer like, hey, we're walking at this time, I'm running at this time. So people that aren't technically inside our gym yet, they're still connecting with other members. And that's, you know, I think that's what's really helping um, keep those ladies keeping that unity inside that gym so that itself turns around into that building that clientele for us yeah so you really have kind of you created an environment where you're still like got a feeding information so they're in your sorry can i i can't hear you Can you hear me? I can hear you now. <laughs> What's the last thing you heard? Um, you were barely starting to talk. And then oh, okay. <laughs> well, basically what I was saying was with the idea that you had about the Facebook group, um, putting non-members and mixing them in with the members. Mm -hmm. So it's like you've already created that ecosystem where you're controlling the content that's going to them. Um, so have you found that like when they are ready, to look for what you guys have to offer that they're just sending you a message saying, hey, I'm ready. Yep, we do. So we offer um, a free week um, quarterly and free week, we call it max out week. And that is you come in, max out as many classes as you want, try them all out for free. Um, and during that time, we like to, you know, that's when they're able to come meet with the other ladies, build that bond with them, connect with them, um, we also offer um, a free consultation. We offer um, um, pop-ups, so pop-up classes. We always try to make those fun. And we're like, there's a pop-up. It's on a random day, random time to try to, you know, get, because, you know, our times may not work at that moment for them, but it come to a pop-up, they might see that we do offer other times for them. So we offer the pop-up classes. We offer um, Max Out Week. We offer um, so our consultations and then also we also offer um like our fit plans for them as well so that way we can help them um target the goals that they're wanting so i think getting that um first class is always free also with us um, and our monthly members can always bring in a um someone for free once a month as well so i think things like that gives you know, and I think that gives sometimes those people that sign, okay, might as well go. It's free week. I better just go now because when else should I start, you know, and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So are you doing like the sales as well? Yes. So coming in, like, were you, you're, were you confident in your ability when it came to sales or is that something that you, you had to grow and work on over the past few years? Um, I think in a way at the beginning, I was confident with what I was offering at the time. Um, and then, then I had to start learning. Some of it was not, I guess, as easy as I thought as it was going to. So I had to go back and relearn. Um, I think, you know, a lot of, just a lot of researching, a lot of seeing what worked for other gyms um, in other areas, you know, to see, okay, this is, is how they are, you know, how they're promoting or how they're, you know, getting in that clientele. So I think just a lot had to do with like research, listening to other podcasts, everything, you know, I 
love to do, um, I think um, I love to always do like kind of like surveys from our ladies. I love to hear from our clients. I like to ask them what's working for um, for them in our gym, what isn't, and hearing what they're wanting and then going back and recreating, I guess, some of it and then taking it back to them at that, you know, that the way they were for what they're needing is what's been helping us, you know, with those sales as well. Because yeah. these, you know, our clients are being heard. They're wanting to come in and they all have different goals. And it's our job to try to take everyone's goal and mash it up together and make sure they feel that by the end of that class, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. And, you know, other thing is, um, um, I don't know. Sorry, I just drew a blank on the last one. It's okay. <laughs> so my next question for you is not still in the realm of sales, but do you feel like you are charging what you're worth in terms of the services that you're offering? Yeah, I really do believe that um, we are charging uh, what, you know, for what we offer them, you know, yeah. a lot. It's really, um, I think it's really, we have good, it's a good value for that, for what we give them. One thing too, and, you know, I keep in mind also, and for the female or the mother on the mother end of it, um, coming from as a mom myself is it's really hard for females to invest in themselves before they start offering to, you know, they want to do this for them, but so-and-so really wants this or, you know, or am I doing this just for myself? Is this mean selfish? Things like that. So we do keep in mind of not trying to, I guess, like sound like we're um, overpricing them because they don't understand that it's for them, but you know, the budget, I mean, everyone has a budget out there. And yeah. so we try to make it as affordable as we can, mm -hmm. but yet um, be able to still get what, I guess, what our gym deserves. I mean, unfortunately we have to charge, right? We got to keep that light on. So yeah. we have to put a price on it, but we do offer many different levels of our memberships as well. So we do offer the daily passes and we offer punch cards that they can use to only pay for so many classes that we allow it to roll over to the next month or whatever. Um, we offer our monthly memberships as well, you know, so we try to keep it in different tiers that way the these ladies can find what works for them. Yeah. And then also, I think also keeping a no contract is, is um, very comfortable for them as well to know that they're not tying themselves in for such a long time, not knowing what, you know, six months down the road is going to look like. So question about that. Um, is everything is like, is it on a month to month or is it like a very short uh, agreement at first? How does that work? Um, so right now we do, we usually try to do month to month, depending. Um, we offer certain like what I call challenges in our class, in our, um, in our gym. And so right now for our ladies, we're on a 12 week fit journey. So in order to do that, they're locked in for three months. Okay. Uh, but that is only to help them stay accountable to finish through their three months. I really feel, I really feel everyone should just lock in for three months to because it gives us time to work. You know, that first month, it's a, it's a work in progress. It isn't going to happen right away. You're not going to sign up and be like, 
I'm sold. I'm here forever. And so I really wish everyone would lock in for three months. But again, I don't like to stress that on any of my ladies. But when we do offer things like the 12 week stuff, then I do have them lock in for three months just to help them build that accountability. And then after that, they go back to their month to month um, and um, we and let them kind of go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So tell us a little bit about like what your day to day looks like as the business owner. What are some of the things that you do on a daily basis to continue to help your business grow? Um, well, one thing I do, and I'm always, I think I tell everyone that knows me, probably hears me tell them all the time. One thing I've done is, um, it's something so simple, but yet for me, it's something that's really beneficial is I've learned to wake up an hour earlier than my regular, um, my regular time. And the reason why I do that is because that is my time to grow. That is my time to, to listen to a podcast, to read, you know, that article, to, um, you know, watch, you know, other um, gyms, you know, that are on YouTube, whatever. I like to use that time to just really focus on what can I do in in the gym world to get us better, to get myself better. And so I always do, I don't work on my, my worry about my to-do list of the flyers or what the gym needs or anything like that. It's basically to grow my mind. And I think that has really helped me a lot. I always give myself that time. And then after that, then that's where it goes in. I mean, I will start, you know, um, working on, I get to the gym, I have to set up, I have to get our, you know, our, I like to try to get the room ready for some of our trainers before they get there. Um, I, you know, sometimes I need to just get my workout in before I can get out there. It's true. You know? So I, so it's just basically, that's how my morning starts. Then I got to run all the kids, the school, everything. And then, then I'm at the gym. I'm at the gym every, um, during the day in the morning and I'm in the gym every evening. Um, whether I teach a class or not, I'm there. So that way I can reach with my clients and I can connect with my trainers. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to ask you about that. Um, how many trainers do you have? Um, I have six. There's six of us right now. Very, very nice. So tell us about the future of Fit Together. Um, I know you're, that you're very much in like growth mode right now, mm -hmm. but ultimately in a year from now, how would you want your business to have progressed and evolved? I really hope that we expand soon. I hope we're able to get a bigger building so that we can give more services, um, offer more services to our clients. I, um, I just want to, I want to continue growing with our members and growing with new clients also that are coming in that door and connecting with the client, the returning clients. I hope that um, this year is a year that it really just shows growth. Yeah. I think we have very phenomenal trainers right now. We have trainers from all walks of life right now. We have, you know, some of them are in the medical field for women's health only. And, you know, and some of them are, they work all day, they're mamas and they come in. And I think I would love to get more exposure for our trainers because if they would really, if our clients would see what our, what our ladies are really about, they'll really realize that they all wear similar hats throughout that day. And so I think that's really going to help them connect, you know, with them. And so I really hope 
our our ladies get seen out there. Yeah, I think that's really cool. So, I mean, what other services are you thinking about adding on to what you offer now? Um, I mean, I think there's different, you know, classes every time, um, you know, everything we offer, we get, you know, certified in. I always have to make sure we know it all. I have to always research again, me again with all that research stuff. So I think throwing out, you know, new challenges, throwing out new um, classes um, is stuff that I want to offer, you know, and so when we do these challenges, our challenges are like, they're kind of different events and, you know, for the ladies to keep them motivated. And I hope if we have bigger spaces, we can offer more, we can offer different events for them to participate in. We do a lot of community stuff. This year's our biggest year. We've been, um, they have reached out to us in many different businesses around here to get us out there and to, you know, volunteer our time or do whatever we got to do to help them promote. And I hope we continue reaching out to the community. Yeah. Very well said, Isabel. Well, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Um, yeah, so we have a um, Facebook page and that is our business page is Fitness Instructional Training Together. That's where they'll be able to see all our stuff. On Instagram, we are at Fit Together. We hope soon we'll get a web page going, but stuff is still a work in progress. Um, we're always, we're located um, at 1603 Broadway in Scottsbluff, Nebraska. So hope they can stop in one day. We're ready for them so we all can get fit together. <laughs> Alrighty, well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the show and look forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to continue to accomplish down the road. All right, so, well, thank you so much. I appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, Click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show today, we have Ernie Stafford of The Core coming to us from Scottsville, Kentucky. Ernie, what's going on, sir? How are you today? Uh, thanks for having me, Joe. I appreciate it. Uh, everything's great. I am. I'm excited to get into this, Ernie. I'm, I'm excited to pick your brain and, and 
the business of the core is somewhat unique compared to a lot of the conversations that we have on this podcast, but I don't want to steal your thunder or, or paint on your canvas here, Ernie, for the people who aren't familiar with the core, give us a little bit of a description and background. How do you describe what this is to people? I used to tell everyone we were YMCA. That's what we opened up as in 2000. So uh, uh, we ran it as a YMCA up to 2014. And uh, financially for you know our sake, uh, we had to part, break partners with the YMCA and, and we rebranded ourselves now and we're called The Core. And, and what we consider, kind of what we did, we let the high school kids and different ones in the area to put uh, kind of their thoughts together and kind of come up with a, a name for us. And, uh, Kind of the core kind of stood out for a while due to uh, kind of seen it as like the core of an apple or the core of something where the seeds start to grow. It's kind of that, that you know, some people think we're talking about the core of the stomach, but we're talking about the growth, you know, of a person. We want, you know, people to grow, you know, in, in mind and spirit and, you know, in health and everything. So we're kind of a one-stop shop is what we call our, call ourselves. Uh, you come here, you can be five months old and be on a nursery. Uh, while your parents work out or you we've got members up to 90 i think we our oldest member is like 96 years old actually uses the facility so yeah. uh well, there's a big uh, wide range there of age but uh we are considered a, a one-stop shop when it comes to health and fitness and so something for everybody right five months yeah, to 96 yes, is is quite a range we're providing value to anybody and everybody within that Bring me back a little bit, Ernie, uh, not necessarily to the days of the rebranding, because it sounds like 2014 is quite some time ago in the grand scheme of things, but exactly. bring me up to speed on how that time since has been. What's been the biggest difference in your mind between operating under the YMCA branding versus the core branding? Uh, it was a challenge at first, you know, because you're, you're, you're so used to relying, which, you know, I wasn't the... Uh, executive director at the time, but just talking to previous uh, director, uh, it was kind of hard to find people to to work on equipment or to, um, you know, instruct or give, you know, just personal trainers like we was talking about, getting certifications, getting lifeguard certifications because we have an uh, indoor pool and outdoor pool. So trying to find those where you can get that stuff done was a kind of a, a outing where in the past it was a YMCA where they had their own model and they had everything that they just knew where everybody needed to be at the right time and, and get things accomplished so really it was a hard thing of of you're on your own now and uh it's kind of I guess kind of like going through a divorce you know it's kind of uh, like starting a new business involved. almost yeah it's, it's kind of you totally totally change the whole business pro you know what you yeah. were doing and so I mean we've been doing it for for quite some time now but then a handful of years later, COVID and everything that that brought with it, how did that affect your business? Because we're, we're registered as a nonprofit. So talk to me about how you guys operated or, or survived through that time. Well, I can lead you up to the COVID. Uh, kind of an interesting thing. We were actually in the process of building. We were, we were really wanting to build on and we had, you know, things were looking so good for us financially. Uh, Things were starting uh, to pick up, and uh, we were in the process of building new uh, new facility for our gyms, basketball gyms, volleyball, pickleball is picked up really huge here in our community. So, uh, you know, we really wanted to add something special. And all we have is a small indoor basketball gym, 
So volleyball and basketball is really good. And we, we run all the parks and rec as well here for our uh, county and our city of Scottsville. So uh, we have the basketball programs, soccer programs, and, and volleyball, stuff like that. It's kind of a kind of hard for one little old gym to, to compensate all that because we have over 600 kids playing basketball. So, uh, you know, we had one little gym that was trying to do that. So we're in the process of building. We had actually everything done. We were, you know, uh, we were right on the tip of getting started. Well, come February, we in our February board meeting, we had talked about, well, here's what we need to do. We need to start trying to figure out a way to raise some money. Well, everybody knows March hits and COVID hits of 2020. Yeah. So we get the, you know, follow up in March, like a week later, you know, March 18th, you're shutting your doors. So, you know, we, we didn't know what was going on with that. You know, everybody was kind of blind, blind with that. And now we know, but at the time, you know, I was like, goodness gracious, now here we're at the, you know, we're at our perfect time to get started with this new facility. And, you know, our memberships were great. Everything was running really good and financially was in good shape. And then we was blindsided with this. So we shut down on March 18th with no idea when we were going to re reopen. Uh, child care, we have a child care here as well. Uh, you know, it was shut down. Everything was just kind of gloom and doom. Uh, but I will say with the rural county where everybody knows each other and a lot of, is, is, is a really good thing <laughs> uh, for gyms because a lot of people, I feel like, especially in our community, kind of braced each other and said, hey, you know, we know you got to stay open. We know, you know, you got to keep the lights turned on. You got to keep water pumps running. Uh, at the time we had right around 3,800 members. Uh, I think we had like a, a hundred or so members that put their memberships either on hold or, or dropped their memberships at the time, which was unbelievable. Uh, you know, and I had people calling me during those months going, Hey, make sure you keep drafting from our account. Don't stop it. I know you got to pay, you You know, you got to pay utilities. So, you know, uh, we just couldn't shut everything down and go home. We had to keep stuff here operating and keep running. Uh, we asked myself and some of the managers would stay coming in and taking phone calls and, you know, and going through stuff because we had a, a still a lot to operate without us being even open because uh, people were still worried about their accounts and worried about what was going on in the facility and how how to uh, get past this COVID and when we were going to reopen. We still had never never heard uh, with many of requests, you know, to our uh, local governments and to our, you know, state governments of what what's the next, you know, what's going on. So then we finally got the word we was going to open back up June the 1st. And uh, man, what a blessing it was. But ever since then, uh, it's, it's, it's bad to say, and I tell people it's a lot, COVID was something that really benefit, we benefited from as far as people wanting to get healthy now. I feel like, you know, our memberships, we have went up. We never really thought we'd be over to 3,500 members again. Now we've had this, this past summer, we broke a record. We ended up at over 4,600 members. Uh, so, uh, you know, Something it's just must like, be going right here, Ernie. Yeah, and, and I think, it, and I don't know about a lot of other gyms, but I really think that the COVID part of it and people seeing, you know, the health part, health meant, meant a lot to, to those ones that did get sick. Uh, you know, people that got sick and, and was able to tell their stories later is yep. getting in a gym and getting healthy meant a lot to them so uh, we've benefited so, from so it's it's almost it's funny to say that this was a positive right of yes. course there was some yeah. 
some negative signs of it, but we silver lining this thing and, and we take the good with the bad. You guys are in a much better position now, even than previous. You just said we set a record in terms of memberships. I want to pick your brain on how all of that came to be. You mentioned some of the intangible things, people really wanting to support the local community and the fitness center that you guys operate. But talk to us about the the marketing side of things. Have we are we putting a budget into advertising or has this been entirely organic and word of mouth driven? Well, it's been word of mouth mainly. We we did up our marketing a little bit right after we opened back up uh, due to, you know, we didn't, we weren't sure which direction we was going to go. So we did, you know, uh, 2021 when we are 2020, the fall, we opened it back up and actually did quite a bit of marketing. Uh, and then, you know, this past year in 2021 and 2022, we, we kind of stayed in the past two years, we kind of stayed with the same marketing plan. We hadn't really changed a lot. So, uh, we have noticed that our uh, Warren County, which is Bowling Green, Kentucky, is kind of joins us and it's growing toward us. And it's a it's a pretty big, it's one of the, I think it's third largest uh, city in Kentucky. Uh, but Warren County is growing our direction in housing. So uh, we're getting a lot of the uh, people on this side of what I call uh, Bowling Green, uh, east of east of city of Bowling Green is, uh, coming our way to uh, join our facility and, and it's, it's, and I hear from their, their people there all the time to be such a large city. They don't, they don't have what we have here where it's a one-stop shop. You know, you got something for grandma, grandpa, you got, you know, grandchildren and mom and daddy, everybody can come and enjoy something they can do here. So uh, yeah. you know, it so makes you it easy. We, we set a record or the highest point for what membership is. Are we, pretty full is there a is there a point where we have to cap it or can we keep growing for a little while well we're really full that's that's what we're uh, we're in the process of trying to you know build now get that whole project back started uh our gyms we're actually renting gyms from our school now to uh host our some of our uh youth sports because uh, we're so full our pool stays crowded uh you know our wellness center our workout facility stays really crowded so we have everything in our wellness center kind of together and which I would like to separate it up where we have free weights and mechanical weights. And then we have our, uh, all of our cardio equipment, all's in one big glass facility. I would like to be able to, if we could kind of separate those a little bit, cause you know, you get guys in there that's screaming and hollering and dropping weights and, uh, then you got, you know, a little lady over here on a treadmill and, you know, yeah. you, or on elliptical. You, you, It's kind of, you know, it, it, it can be dangerous. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like you guys that. have a good bit of both, too. Yeah, we do. It's it's pretty large, you know, uh, facility, but it's still, it's, it's a lot of members. Now, we already touched on the fact that this is a nonprofit. Um, so if we're getting close to some sort of ceiling in terms of how many people we can fit in here, what comes to mind next for me would be different types of add-on services, namely personal training in your sense. Mm -hmm. What do you do, Ernie, to encourage or to steer some of those members towards personal training where we might still be able to grow revenue without necessarily needing to pour more and more people in? 
well, every that's that's actually a good point because that's what we're doing now. We have a thing we call boot camp, and uh, every it starts in January every year. We've been doing this for several years. You know, COVID, we had to kind of stop it, but uh, we've done it for the past, you know, uh, twenty years, I guess. And uh, uh, it's a great tool because we we run it for six weeks, uh, and it's all the new members that come in. You have that new year new you know at new year new me uh philosophy and uh you get a lot of new people in that don't know how to use equipment doesn't know how you know really where they want to be but they join this whole big group of people in boot camp we have 150 it's registered in it so or a little over 150 and uh you know we have four actually now we have six classes a week that we do and we have some morning classes and mostly evening classes. We have a few morning and and then the majority of the evening. But uh, those classes kind of help people bond as a friend. You know, you, you find your friend, you find somebody that maybe be the same way as you at, that uh, uh, not for sure about a weight room, not for sure about treadmills, not for sure, but they go in those classes, they kind of get in their own little groups. And we have instructors that are very, very positive. We have, I would rank them top of the line. I know everybody talks about their instructors. I would rank ours in the top, you know, of anyone. Uh, we have really, really good motivational. We have, you know, retired military to, you know, uh, school teachers that are motivational people that that teach in our classes and and just good people that uh, that bond and they kind of make these people feel like they're family. And I think that's the the kind of key to keeping so many people involved. And it helps them. And you know, what we usually seen or we see is by the end of the boot camp people find their workout partners. They find people that they get into a, a groove of coming in and either doing the, our group fitness classes or going into the uh, wellness room where they were kind of scared to go in there before by themselves. They got this partner and the partner may be, and it's usually a person that's a good match. It's usually someone that's, uh, I kind of like it, but I don't. And then they get together and they kind of show each other. And we have wellness coaches as well. And our wellness coaches show everybody how to use equipment, which is a, a big key. And so these boot camps are just at the beginning of the year or something we're running all, all uh, year? We use no, we used to do them at the beginning of the year. And then what we have, we have called, uh, we have a sweat out summertime, kind of like boot camp. You know, we're kind of people get involved in it as well. The more people that you get in those group uh, settings, the more comfortable they get and they last and they stay around. Uh, we've had members now, some of them for since the place has been open that are, are still doing the same thing they were when they first started. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, it, it really helps. It helps to find that, that person, I think, to uh, work out with, especially, you know, we have a lot of new people moving into our community. I don't know about y'all's community, but we have a lot of new people and, and they look for gyms to come to, but then they don't want to feel like an outcast, you know? So we feel like we're friendly when we're considered what we call Scott's was the friendly city. <laughs> so we feel like we're friendly enough, uh, uh, that we that we actually welcome those people in and uh, we have a we have a lot of new members that's moved into our community that really okay. love this so these boot camps help the newer members find friends or workout partners mm -hmm. learn how to work out a little bit better is this something that you guys charge for is that what I'm understanding no. correctly no it's a it's a it's free to the members if you're a member it, it's just part of the process. We just, every year we do this. So, uh, you know, it's a, but it's a great tool for us because most of these people, they, you know, 
you get used to get a lot of people come in in January. They would, you know, want to change themselves and they come in really not know where to go, not know where to start. And you can see that kind of deer in a headlight look and they kind of just wander around to finally they find themselves no longer coming because they don't feel like it's something for them. Uh, this kind of gives them some people to be around and kind of talk about because a lot of people have the same thing when it starts the beginning of the year and they want to fix themselves. You know, it's always better to have that partner help fix each other. So uh, yeah. uh, we partner up pretty good with that. With that many new people, Ernie, do you find that personal training does see a little bit of a natural bump beyond those challenges? Yes. Uh, it usually as soon as our boot camp's over, our, our personal training, <laughs> it usually elevates pretty good because everybody's then trying to figure out, well, now I've got to, you know, I know I want what I want to do. Now I've got to, be, I've got to get that person to motivate me, to push me to the next level. And about every one of our instructors are personal trainers. So the people that do our group fitness classes, the majority of them do personal training as well. So, I see. Uh, and the person's in charge of all that is our head over all of our personal training too. So uh, it works good. And we kind of sell that to people constantly, you know, you know, find yourself, get your program. You know, we can build your program. We, you know, mm -hmm. look through our, look through what we offer and try to figure out what you think you want to do and yep. how you want to change yourself. You know, uh, you got to change your mind first. We always talk about, you got to get your mindset right. Uh, you know, that's one of the big keys. Uh, we, we use four core values for the core. You know, it's, uh, we use the family, uh, and, and this is what we are. We're, we're a fitness facility. So we go fitness, family, faith, and fellowship. And we try to push that all into what we want to model everybody with at the core. Uh, and, and our instructors really sell that, but you know, they really, really push the part of, you know, you got to get your mind right before you can do any of those other things. You got, you got to push yourself, get your head where you want to be when you come in these doors and see yourself there and not just get down and out. And it's hard. It, it's very hard. Uh, personal trainers are, are a, a real good personal trainers kind of people say they're a dime a dozen. I'd say there's probably a lot. It's, it's tough to be a really good personal trainer. Uh, you, you gotta and be we a see that even more post COVID for sure. Yes, exactly. I, you know, and I tell people that all the time, if, if you've got a good personal trainer, you better pay them well, uh, because it's hard. They're hard to come by. And, yeah. uh, and you know that's that's just my take on a personal yeah. trainer. You gotta make sure you take compensate them well. Now, as you look forward with all of this, Ernie, you've mentioned some of the building projects. You mentioned that we're getting close to to capacity in terms of membership. What is what's the goal from the business side of things as you move on? Can we surpass five thousand? Does personal training become more of a focus? What's kind of the the next 12 months in your eyes look like? That's exactly where we want to get to. Uh, we have personal trainers now that want to do a lot of CrossFit stuff. Uh, finding a, an area to do that in our facility is very hard because we're, we're, we're so congested with members. Uh, you know, if we have a hundred people in our gym, it's, cr it's crowded. You know, we're talking 40, you know, over 4,200 members and, uh, you know, if we have just a hundred of them show up to our gym, you can't steer them with a stick hardly. So, uh, you know, that's kind of where we're at. Uh, 
we hope to grow where our personal trainers can do do some of the CrossFit stuff and actually do some classes that they really, really desire to do. Uh, they want to do more of the hands-on uh, group. They, they really like a group. Most of our personal trainers like to have three or more in a group if they can get it and really work with that. Uh, we, we suggest a lot of people start out by themselves with a personal trainer, get that one-on-one, you know, together. And then we try to slide them into a group setting because our personal trainers really like that group setting because it, they feel like it pushes everyone to achieve something more, uh, when they can do that. So, uh, you know, and a new facility the way I see it would add so much to that because we can get our, you know, we can have a, uh, a bigger gym area where we can get groups in there and we get a lot of positive energy going, uh, where it can be loud and screaming and hollering and people can get involved. I think that's, you know, what personal trainers or me as, as if I was a personal trainer, that's how I'm kind of real high strung anyway. And everyone says that, you know, I, I want to be able to scream and holler. We just don't have a area right now that we can do that and get a personal trainer really motive, you know, get a good motivational, hollering and get them, you know, get into a person good and get them, I guess, to where they want to go to. Uh, so I hope in the next year we're breaking ground. You know, you and I were talking again, Joe, I hope we're, we broke ground and, and we're coming along uh, really well. Uh, so, uh, but that's, that's fun, kind of fun projects. We've actually spent a lot of money here in the last uh, month just to try to get everything out there aired out or here's what we're building we got you know schematics out there we've got stuff showing people what we want everybody's kind of on board uh and i I didn't mention really what started us as a ymca because most small counties like us never have a ymca uh what started us or what got us to be able to have a ymca here was uh the you ever heard of dollar general Hmm. you heard of the dollar generals i don't know well of course well, it was started here in this county, uh, or it started in the city. And the guy that started it, he, he was contacted by someone that really wanted a YMCA. He was driving to a neighboring county to teach kids how to swim. And and the guy said, well, if y'all can raise $500,000, I'll match it or whatever. Well, when the, that all started, you know, everybody's like, well, I don't know if we can raise 500000 but, you know, ended up raising right at a million. And the guy ended up matching that. So the Turner family is the ones that started Dollar General and the Turner family still has a big thumbprint on this community and still help out with, I mean, we have so much to offer in Allen County with our, a lot of counts and a lot of stuff, not just the core, but they have a, a lot of input on that. They financially help support and they've, they're the reason why we're here. Uh, financially, they poured out their hearts in this place and, uh, mm. and their wallets to uh, build us and get us where we're at. So, and they're actually behind this, getting this facility growing uh, to, to add on because they've uh, reached out and I've reached out to them and we're in good relationships and they see the need. And uh, so we're hoping that within, like, like I said a while ago, within the next year that we're breaking ground on a new facility and we can really grow and, and personal trainers would be probably one of the biggest assets for them would be a new facility because, you know, uh, it, it's hard to be a personal trainer into an environment where you've got 60 other people working around you. you know, <laughs> That's a good you know, and everybody's, everybody's trying point. to work out and everybody's trying to get their workout in and you try, you're trying to 
motivate this one person that you're, you know, stuck with. And uh, it's kind of hard to do it because both of you feel like everybody's on top of you uh, mm-hmm. and or, or watching you as well. You know, when it's a new client, they don't really want a bunch of people watching them. And so uh, it's kind of hard for a personal trainer to have that good one-on-one relationship when a facility is packed as we are. Yeah. Well, Ernie, that's a, it's a fun conversation. And anytime we get to talk about building or, or creating something new, it's a, it makes for an even more in-depth discussion. So like you said, we'll have to get you back on at some point. We're running a bit shy on time here today, but why don't you tell people where they could learn a little bit more about the core if they're looking to, what's the best website where people can find out more information? Just look us up. We're at the core of scottsville.org. So just www.thecoreofscottsville.org. And uh, you can check out our website or you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we're, we run pretty rapid on Facebook, the core of Scottsville as well. It's where we do all of our advertising and pretty much we um, seem like everybody in Scottsville uses Facebook for some reason. I myself, <laughs> You know, I, I kind of use it for a tool for the core, but, um, you know, other than that, it, it's, you can find us, you know, we're local mouth, <laughs> I mean, but the main place you're going to find anything about the core is either on our website or our Facebook page. That is perfect. Ernie, this has been fun. I, I really enjoy having these types of conversations and looking behind the scenes as to what the leaders of these businesses are thinking about. So I can't thank you enough. I'm excited to see the future of all of this and and we wish you nothing but the best. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And Joe, hope y'all have a wonderful day. Keep up the good work. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business, click the link in the description fill it out. Our team will be in touch. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.